Hi, this is Pastor Anthony, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in to our IES Encounter podcast. I hope you've encountered God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit through the preached Word of God. May His Word continue to permeate in your hearts and result in changed lives. God bless you. Happy Sunday, everyone, and welcome back to IES Encounter Online. My name is Anthony. I'm the pastor here. So let's get to it. This is our third week of looking at the Lord's Prayer. Today, I want to read the Kingdom New Testament is written by N.T. Wright. Actually, a lot of the material, the resources that I use for this series is from Professor N.T. Wright. So we're going to read uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 7 to 15, the Kingdom New Testament version. When you pray, don't pile up jumbled heaps of words. That's what the Gentiles do. They reckon that the more they say, the more likely they are to be heard. So don't be like them. You see, your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. As in heaven, so on earth. Give us today the bread we need now. As I said, today we're going to focus on that last part. Prayer for daily bread. Bread is the oldest basic product of human being. It's just the oldest basic food throughout mankind. So I want to share with you some facts about bread. The ancient Greeks were already producing more than 80 breads, 80 different types of bread in 2500 BC. That's amazing. That's more than Dunkin' Donuts, right? Bread was so important to the Egyptian way of life, it was used as a type of currency. They would actually put bread in the tombs of their dead. That's how much they valued bread. During the Middle Ages in France, they often loan out bread as a currency, as a form of credit. King Louis IV said, He who controls a nation's bread is a greater ruler than he who controls their soul. Here are some fun facts. Bakers were fine if their loaves were underweight, so they added extra loaf to every dozen. Hence, we get the term baker's dozen. A Scandinavian tradition says that if a boy and a girl eats from the same loaf, they are bound to fall in love. In 2018, this is kind of outdated, but it's still crazy data. In 2018, 8.8 million loaves of bread were baked each day. That's a lot of bread, 8.8 millions. However, only 5.4 loaves, 5.4 millions of loaves was consumed that same day. That's a lot of wasted bread as well. So before we continue, let's pray together. Father, we've come back to you. We've come to spend time with you. We've come to be in your presence. Lord, we thank you that you receive us just as we are, even with our shortcomings throughout the week. Thank you for loving us unconditionally. Forgive us of our sins, Lord Jesus. Lord, we want to learn from you today. Would you teach us from your word? Help us to learn your heart and to experience the power of your word. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today the portion you have for us. Speak to our hearts. We're ready to receive from you. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So friends, the prayer for daily bread is precisely that. 
daily bread. Jesus is encouraging us to pray, to ask for our basic needs, the bread for today and bread for tomorrow to survive. This is, this is not a prayer to be prayed once, like on Monday, Lord, give us um, our bread for the week. No, it's not like that. Instead, we are encouraged to pray for it daily. We are encouraged to ask for it on a daily basis. See, last week we learned about God's kingdom, meaning His reign and His rule to come and to drive away the evil and dark forces of this world. Where our Heavenly Father knows that we can't partake in all of that work on an empty stomach. We can't do all that work when our daily needs are not met. So we see here that God cares for our well-being. In this part of the prayer, Jesus is teaching us that our Father in heaven cares for our daily needs, our basic needs. Our Father wants to provide those basic needs for us on a daily basis. He wants us to come to Him on a daily basis to ask Him for our needs. This is the picture of the heart of a Father, our Father in heaven, a picture of His heart for His children. So friends, the prayer for daily bread actually has many layers, many slices. No pun intended there. See, for the Jewish people, the prayer for daily bread would have reminded them of the story that's been passed from one generation to another. It's a story about the God who fed them in the wilderness, the God who provided manna on a daily basis. Perhaps the Jewish people, when Jesus taught them this, is in the new Moses providing bread. Shortly after teaching this prayer, Jesus fed the multitudes. He fed 5,000 and another he fed 4,000 plus women and children. And he fed them from just a couple of fish and a couple of loaves of bread. And at the end, after everyone has eaten, there was leftovers, baskets of leftovers of bread and fish. The crowd and the disciples must have remembered when Jesus taught them how to pray, Lord, give us today our daily bread. See, the, the feeding of the multitudes shows the heart of the Father, that He wants to provide the basic needs of His children, not just spiritual food, but physical food. God cares for our whole being. The feeding of the multitude also shows the compassion of Jesus, shows His love and His care and His heart for the needy and the poor. Jesus also refer himself as the bread of life. And this is a spiritual symbol. He says, For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives lives to the world. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors, they ate manna in the wilderness, but yet they died. Here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. So you see there are many different layers that we can take a look in this prayer for bread. However, the main focus the prayer for daily bread is simply just bread. You see, during that time in the areas of Galilee,
people were poor and they were oppressed. Resources such as food was limited. So this prayer reflected on the real need of the people living during that time, during those difficult times. Well, what about today? What about in our modern world? We are thousands of years apart from when Jesus taught this. Is food, is hunger still a need, a basic need for people today? I want to share with you some facts that I got from Mercy Corp. It says what you need to know about global hunger. Around the world, 820 million people don't have enough food to live on. 821 million people. One every nine people goes to bed hungry each night. 20 million is at risk of famine in places like South Sudan, Somalia, Yemen, and Nigeria. And people who are suffering from chronic hunger, that's right, there are people who suffer from chronic hunger, they're plagued with reoccurring illness, developmental disabilities, and low productivity. They're often forced to use all their limited physical and financial resources just to put food on the table for their families. In many places where the social structure is male-dominated, it limits the resources for women, resources like job opportunities, financial services, and education. So making them more vulnerable to poverty and hungry. In fact, 60% of the world's hunger are women and girls. This in turn impacts their children. A mother who suffers from hunger and malnourishment has an increased risk of complication during childbirth. They can deliver underweight babies, which mean irreversible physical and mental stunting right from childbirth. See, hunger traps people in poverty. So people in poverty, which is people who are making um, less than $1.25 USD per day, they can afford to get food, nutritious food, to feed themselves and their family. So as they grow hungrier, they become weaker, and they're prone to illness, and they're less productive, making it difficult them, for them to work. So that means they'll have limited income, which means they can't afford to send their kids to school. So the kids have to join their parents to look for food. And even if the children are lucky to go to class, to go to school, they're so malnourished that it's hard for them to learn. So the lack of education prevents them to have better jobs for the future. And the cycle continues, one generation after another, living in poverty and hunger. 98% of the world's hungry live in developing regions. But the highest number of malnourished people, 520 million, live in Asia and in the Pacific, in countries like our country, Indonesia and the Philippines. Hunger and malnutrition are the biggest risks to health worldwide. It's greater than AIDS, malaria, and tuberculosis combined. Undernutrition is the cause of around 45% of deaths among children under five. Globally, food deprivation still claims a child's life every three seconds. Claims a child's life. Nearly half of all deaths in children under five are attributed to undernutrition. As a father, these facts break my heart. 
I can't imagine what I would do or I can't imagine how I would feel if I can't provide basic food for my kids. I know this break the heart of our father because no father would ever want to see their children hungry and in poverty. This is why Jesus taught his disciple. This is why Jesus teaches us to pray. Lord, give us today our daily bread because bread is a basic need, basic need for living and basic need for survival. I want us to pause here because I know that was a lot to take in. Before moving to Jakarta, I used to work for World Vision International for eight years. That's where I learned the importance and the implication of the prayer for daily bread. If you don't know about World Vision, World Vision is a Christian NGO. Um, they help children, families, and communities to overcome poverty and injustice, empowering children and communities out of poverty for good. World Vision started in 1950, but let me take you back. In 1947, Bob Pierce, the founder of World Vision, he was a missionary. He went around China and Asia, and he had one of those revival meetings where he preached. And one of the girls was known as White Jade, listened to the message of the gospel, received Christ, went home, and told her parents. Her parents threw her out. This girl, White Jade, had nowhere to go, no home, no food, no one. So she went to a missionary. And this missionary brought her to Bob Pierce. And Bob Pierce's heart was broken. He reached down. He had $5 in him. He gave it to this local missionary. He says, this is all the money that I have. But I promise you, I'm going to go back to the U.S. I'm going to find more resources. And I'm going to send money to help girls like White Jade. Three years after that incident, in 1950, Bob Pierce began World Vision. That started the child sponsorship program. World Vision today has become the largest Christian international NGO. World Vision works in over 100 countries around the world. They sponsor 3 million plus children around the globe. And they provide water, clean water, to 3.2 million people. And they've responded to 170 emergency responses like um, the tsunami. Isn't our God amazing? Three million plus children are sponsored. 3.2 million with access to clean water. All this was possible because why? One person was willing to pray. One person was willing to participate in the work of the kingdom of God. See, upon returning from that trip, Bob Pierce wrote down on a piece of paper and he started to pray this. And here's the prayer. It says, let my heart be broken by the things that break the heart of God. Let my heart be broken by the things that break the heart of God. This prayer was one of the catalysts that started World Vision. This is not a promo for World Vision, but this is a glimpse. This is a message about us understanding the heart of God, the heart of our Father. The things that break His heart is seeing His children not having the basic daily needs such as bread, bread for today and bread for tomorrow. So earlier we looked at the facts, we looked at the impact and the implication hunger has on society, especially in women and girls and children. So now I hope you're able to connect the dots between the implication of hunger and its effect in society 
and the prayer for our daily bread. And I hope you're able to see what God can do through and in, in and through one person who's willing to pray and participate in the work of the kingdom. So earlier I said I was going to challenge you. Are you willing to pray this dangerous prayer that Bob Pierce prayed? Are you willing to pray that God break my heart for the things that break your heart? Friends, prayer does not cost anything. All of us can pray. So I want to challenge you to pray, Lord, give us today our daily bread. But not just for me, but for everyone in the world who's in need, who needs their daily basic food such as bread. Pray that prayer every day. Lord, give us today our daily bread, but not just for me, for those around me who is also in need. We could all do that. Like I say, it doesn't cost anything. So I want to challenge you this week. Pray for world hunger. Lord, we pray for world hunger. That seems like a crazy prayer, right? Well, that's not. We do the possible. You and I, we can pray for that. Leave the results up to God. We do the possible. Leave the impossible to God. Look at what God can do through one person who prayed, break my heart for the, break, for the things that break your heart. Look at what God did in and through Bob Pierce. So as you pray that, if you are daring enough to pray, break my heart for the things that break your heart, I want you to prepare yourself to get a glimpse, to get a picture of the heart of God. He is going to break your heart. He's going to, he's going to put a desire or a cause or concern, compassion for certain things. And once you pray that prayer, then you can do more. That's right. You could only do more once you have prayed. You can participate in the work of the kingdom. I want to suggest for you to participate in, in what God is already doing and what God is already blessing. For example, you can participate in the good work of IES Missions Department. Contact Pastor Katie for that. You could participate in the work that God is already doing and blessing through World Vision. There's World Vision Indonesia here and you can sponsor kids there. There are many Christian NGOs around the world who's doing the work of God. Secondly, as you pray that, Lord, break my heart for the things that break your heart, God is going to lead you to be involved in something. So participate only in what God leads you to. And if God directs you to something, if God leads you to something, He will provide the resources and everything that you will need to accomplish His purposes in and through your life. But again, do only what God leads you to do. And usually, God will lead us to do something that's very simple, something that's spe specific, and something that we can actually do with the resources that we have already today. So would you join me to pray the prayer that the Lord taught us? Our Father in heaven, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come. May your will be done as in heaven, so on earth. Give us today the bread we need now. Amen. So before we go, before we end our time, remember, our Father in heaven wants to provide for your basic needs, your daily needs, bread for today, bread for tomorrow. If you or you know anyone who is in need of basic things to survive in life, please contact me. 
contact our church. We're more than happy and willing to help you out. So church, scatter as the church. Be the church. Go with the love of the Father, with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the anointing and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, everyone. Have a blessed Sunday. See you soon.